0: listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn.
1: Welcome to the Family Sanctuary, focusing on life giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today we have a program that I am so excited about because it's about something that is so near and dear to my heart as well. And that is adoption and how God shows his love. Uh, through adoption, you know we 're all sons and daughters of the Lord, but adopted sons and daughters of the lord so what what about adoption wow it's it 's a powerful subject, uh, and when we hear an adoption story it is it is so powerful so if you 'd like to know more about how adoption truly is God's plan and how he works, uh, through that plan to bring so much love into a family and into the world. I know you will enjoy our story today. So I'd like to introduce, uh, our guests and, uh, let them tell that story. I don't want to be the center of this. They need to be with their story. And our guests are Stacy and Greg Oyster. Welcome to the program. Thank you. you. Yes. And Stacy and Greg are, um, Married uh, for 19 years, and uh, they're in St. Mary Parish in Delaware. And they have three daughters, uh, two of whom are their biological daughters, and their third is their adopted daughter Gianna. And uh, and and I've seen pictures of their family. I've only met them personally, but what a beautiful, beautiful family! And I'm so excited that you're here to tell the story. Uh, so let me let me have Stacy first tell us about how God placed this um, desire for adoption uh, on your heart. It was a it was a situation where you you felt that there was uh, still a place missing in your family and that God had a plan to fulfill that through adoption. Yes. So how did that come about, Stacy? that you, you got this sense about adoption as a kind of a desire of your heart?
0: Sure. So in 2012, I really felt that there was a piece of us missing. Our family was not complete And while we were open to life within our marriage, usually using natural family planning, um, really Greg was very concerned about the health of myself and potentially another child during pregnancy. And so... You had had
1: some difficulties in your second pregnancy. Mm -hmm.
0: I did. Quite a bit of bed rest and just early preterm labor, hospitalization. So it really opened that piece of adoption for me. And... Really started praying every day and wondering how God was going to really, truly fulfill that, because the conversations that Greg and I had had were that he wasn't quite open at that point to adoption.
1: So, how did you feel about that, Greg, when you first heard that uh, God was maybe putting this desire on Stacy's heart?
2: Well, honestly, you know, growing up, I I didn't know anybody that was adopted. Um, I had never really had any experience with adoption and i think that i had fallen into what we see now where people are there there's someone i wouldn't say a stigma with adoption but i also don't know that there's the education out there that needs to be out there for about adoption and and so for me i was just very you know these are our children this is this is where we are this is where we need to stay we have two children exactly and they're beautiful and they're healthy and and so i didn't even it wasn't even something that i'd considered i hadn't even thought about it i didn't educate myself about it at all um, I just know that it was something that Stacy and I had talked about and, and at first I was completely against it. I was just like, Nope, we're good. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, but the more Stacy pursued it, you know, the more open I became and, you know, before long it was, it was certainly something we were, we were considering.
1: Right. Did, did I hear you? I think part of your story, Stacy, is that you actually, um, did you meet someone who had been involved in, a, in a, an international adoption? You thought maybe that was the way God was going to do this, perhaps through an international adoption. Is that correct?
0: That is. Mm-hmm. Actually, a priest had come to our, our church and spoke about adoption, and then I'd followed up with an email, and that kind of went stagnant. And I thought, okay, God, what is what is your plan here? Because I felt like Greg was starting to be a little bit more open, and then the ball just completely Dropped. That door was that door closed. Was closed. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I was really waiting on God to see what was going to happen. And really, when I look back at that year, I felt like God was preparing us for that, you know, with my trip to Israel and we enthroned our house to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And just there was a lot of prep that God was doing in our family and in our marriage, preparing us for this. Mm-hmm.
1: So really bringing a, a depth of spirituality to your to your relationship. Um, by the way, you mentioned enthronement of the Sacred Heart. If anyone yes. is interested in more information on that, I know we have uh, many programs uh, in the archives uh, at St. Gabriel Radio that can help people understand that. And I believe it's every other Friday, there's a program on St. Gabriel uh, about enthronement of the Sacred Heart but the essence of what you're saying is God was was bringing you a deeper level of spirituality in your in your marriage, mm-hmm. and 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 in your home, right? Is not it amazing how when we look back uh, at how God works, yeah, <laughs> how it, He puts everything in place for us?
2: In retrospect, it was like God was wasn't knocking on you know on my door; He was trying to beat it down, and as a <laughs> you know, uh, He was opening my heart to the the idea of adoption through all the different things like Stacy was mentioning, like the enthronement of the home. Um, you know, just, it was almost like we were preparing and we didn't know we were preparing for adoption.
1: Sure. Well, how, how then that he must've opened another door because you do have your adopted daughter, Gianna. So how did he then proceed? How did you, how did you, because I know you did uh, meet a
0: family where there was a need. So how did that happen? So we are, Related to Gianna, but not blood related. And so what ended up happening is we provided respite. And so what started as just a weekend to give respite turned into really just an absolute love for this child um, that, you know, day one we had a connection with. And I really vividly remember driving her back after the first visit. And coming home and feeling like this car is so empty, she's missing. And it was just an immediate connection. And I could see the immediate connection with my girls and with Greg as well. it was it was there from the beginning, hmm. even before we knew she would be ours.
1: So you had a, a relative by marriage, correct. who was basically in a sense, uh, acting as a foster mother to uh, an infant and in visiting in visiting her you so called accidentally met this child <laughs> obviously yes. it was god's plan
0: yes it was god's plan all along and you know later to find out that she was born on our anniversary our wedding anniversary which is also our lady of the rosary so powerful because um you know going back to greg's heart being softened you know greg was praying the rosary once, maybe twice a day, to and from work, and I just think our blessed mother was softening his heart, you know, for her to come.
1: Hmm. How did you feel, Greg, when you met little Gianna?
2: Well, it's funny because I didn't meet her at first. Okay, um, it was over Thanksgiving, correct? That and, I went to meet
0: her for the first time. Yeah, and
2: and Stacy went to meet her for the first time from we were at visiting her parents. And uh, I you just were visiting
1: Stacy's Stacy's parents. Stacey's
2: parents mm-hmm. Yes, sorry, and and so I and I didn't go. I was. I don't know. I was probably watching football or something. Who knows? <laughs> um, and at the time, I wasn't. I still was. You know, my heart was maybe being softened, but it was still pretty firm at that point. And uh, Stacy came back just ooing and aahing. Um And then it was strange because after the first weekend visit, where she came and stayed with us for for a weekend, I had to do the dad thing where I had to put the crib back up. You know, both of our other girls were old enough that they didn't need a crib anymore, and and so here I am pulling the crib out of the basement, out of the crawl space, and I'm putting it up. And it, it just seemed natural. It seemed normal. And it was like, okay, I'll do this. And then next, the room needs painted. Okay.
1: And then I and then I do this. You were nesting. So I was.
2: It was sort of a the, the pragmatic movements of a dad, you know, trying to get things ready. Um, and then when we dropped her off back home and turned and came home, back to our house, uh, I don't know if Stacy and I even really talked about, you know, but we sort of just were like, okay, well, what's our next step? It wasn't and it was after one visit. It wasn't uh
1: This was one respite weekend exactly. that you had this little baby. And,
2: and then we were like, well when can we have her again? You know, when can we get her back to our house? You know, Do you need and,
1: respite tomorrow. Yeah,
2: yes. yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh and and it it accelerated, it was fast, and it was that bursting down the door of my heart. It wasn't you know, I think Maybe I'm a visual, maybe I'm a, a tactile person, I don't know, but it ends up being that once I was holding this little child in my hands, it was like, "How can I not keep her? How can I not do everything I can do to bring her into our family? Hmm. you know, knowing her needs, knowing our needs you know, and I think that's one of the things that adoption does that people don't consider as you know as the adoptive parents, you know we're just as saved as she is, right. you know we didn't know we needed it though. You know, so we thought we were doing something for her, and in the end, we were we were really completing our family.
1: That's beautiful. And as we'll continue to discuss this beautiful story, um, you know, my my I'm coming from the background of the pregnancy help movement, and uh, we love adoption stories when uh, we see what God does too with women who have unplanned or uh, unwanted, untimely pregnancies, and uh, and in what we call the triad, it's not. Just, of course, the adoptive couple that God fulfills and completes in their family and the child, but also the birth mother. And we're going to get into the story of Gianna's birth mother as we continue here and how God not only had this perfect plan for Stacy and Greg, for you, and for Gianna, but He also had the perfect plan for Gianna's. Mother as well, and I believe you said her name is Megan is that correct? Mm-hmm. her name is megan so so let's talk a little bit about that part now of the triad that that adoption has made perfect because um Megan obviously uh, had a need her her child was being fostered uh by someone who was in your family, a relative by marriage, and you ended up becoming the respite couple and immediately. Uh, bonded with Gianna. Um, And you have now what we call uh, an open adoption. You also have a continuing relationship uh, with Megan, who's Gianna's mother. So tell us how that uh, has affected Megan as well as your family. Because I'm sure being connected with Gianna, Gianna's mother is another thing that has impacted your family.
2: I think one of the funny things for me was just as hard-hearted as I was at the beginning of the adoption process, I was just as stringent when it came to the idea of an open adoption. Um, I suppose it was the, you know, the protective part of me. I mm-hmm. didn't want her to be taken away. Now, now that I had right. her, her in our family, I, I would she needed to stay. Right. And uh, and so I was I was concerned. You know, how is this going to work? You know, and again, I had no experience. I had no idea you know, um, how it was going to go. And so when we started to become more open with Megan and, and she started to become more a part of our family also, you know, I could see that it was, everything's okay. Everything's going to be fine. And it's, and it's, it's good for Gianna to know Megan. It, it's, it's a good thing. Um, but it, it, it took me a while, you know, again, <laughs> just, I don't know if I'm just you know, hard headed or whatever, but I, <laughs> I, uh, it took me a while to get to that point.
1: But the great thing is, I- in your story, Greg, that you were still open to the yeah. Lord, even though you were honest about your feelings, and that's really important. I don't see how this is going to work. I'm nervous about it. I'm feeling yeah. protective. You were honest about all that, but mm-hmm. you still trusted the Lord to take you step by step.
2: Yeah. 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 I, and I trusted Stacey. I, I, you know, my wife knows more than I do, so I, <laughs> and she was able to help help me along those that path because sure. you know i i had no knowledge of any of this going and i don't know that stacy did either but i think she had a you know more you know intuitive nature about yeah. how it was all going to go
1: that is one of the gifts of women isn't it that's one well i, I want to reintroduce our guest today you're listening to the family sanctuary i'm your host peggy hartshorn and we have a beautiful story of adoption uh how god really ministers to couples Children and birth mothers and birth families uh, through the beautiful means of adoption. And our guests are Stacy and Greg Oyster from St. Mary, Delaware Parish, who've been married 19 years and have a beautiful family with uh, two uh, biological children. Actually, I haven't introduced them yet. They're not here with us, but we'll say Olivia, now 15, Gabriella, now 12, and Gianna, who's four, their adopted daughter. So we've been talking about how God really has orchestrated this whole thing from, from the moment that he placed really in Stacy's heart first, this idea that their family was incomplete and, and that that adoption was the way that God was going to use to, to bring uh, a miss, this missing person (laughs) into their family and how Greg really, how God has softened your heart, Greg, Totally throughout Absolutely. this process. You've been open to him and, and he's taken you step by step. Um, we were talking about the, the, the beauty of this, um, open adoption plan that you have and how it's, a, how it has also affected Gianna's mother, Megan and, and how Megan has affected your family. Greg's spoken a little bit about that. Do you want to tell us how, how has that impacted you and your family, Stacey?
0: Sure. It's an ongoing relationship, and it's something that continues to evolve. Um, but there's really no one in this situation that's not going to – that's. we are all benefiting from this. Megan benefits. She gets to see Gianna grow and know her. And we benefit by our relationship with Megan and Megan's other children. We are all a, a big family and we can all help one another. And it's, you know, how I felt from the beginning is that Gianna really can't have too many people who love her. And this is an open conversation that we have with Gianna, and it started from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a surprise conversation that we're going to have. in our Someday
1: she finds out that she <laughs> is adopted. No, it's not going to be that way.
0: Right. And it's been beautiful to see Megan's response to Gianna knowing and Gianna, you know, one of the visitations, she said, I grew in your belly, but I grew in my mommy's heart. And just, I think both of us, you know, we made eye contact and, you know, the tears Megan in our eyes because we both love her and Megan loved her so much that she wanted the very best for her. And she made such a brave and selfless decision and to make this adoption plan for Gianna and to... To be able to see her succeed in life and to see her grow, um, it's just amazing.
1: That's beautiful, and um, it, it reminds me of the part of your story of how how this beautiful, brave act of Megan, the birth mother, uh, has impacted your family—not only you and Greg, but tell tell us the story about Olivia, who's now fifteen, and what she. Decided she wanted to do because of of her admiration of Megan and the the brave choice that that this birth mother made.
0: So in the spring of um, last year, Olivia woke up and she said, "Mom, I had a dream last night, and we were writing letters to birth moms, and I really feel like God's calling me to do something." And I said, "Well, that's wonderful." I said, "What are you going to do with it? Are you going to make the choice to?" to move forward, or are you going to let it go? And she said, I want to do something. So she was able to look up an organization called Brave Love, and it's an organization that really tears down the perception of adoption and the language that's sometimes used in adoption. And the executive director wrote back and said, we would love to partner with you. Olivia then took that and went into the eighth grade and seventh grade at St. Mary in Delaware, and spoke about language and how we talk about adoption and words that maybe sometimes we shouldn't be using and words that we should. (coughs) At that point, um, they decided as classes to write these letters of support to birth moms, and Brave Love took that a step further and then actually distributed it all over the United States to birth mothers. And it was just amazing to see the birth moms' response and respond to these letters on Facebook saying, you know, I got this letter in the mail and it just felt so good to me to know I'm supported and loved and um, that my decision was brave and, and encouraged. I, It was amazing.
1: Wow. wow, that's beautiful. And if anyone's listening who knows a birth mother would like to provide support in some way to birth mothers uh, or birth mothers may be listening that organization is org. Yes. is it neat that Olivia found it on the internet i assume it is absolutely <laughs> yeah and took action what a sweet girl well let's talk a little bit and i know greg you feel strongly about this you begin to realize about this language you've mentioned stacy the language of adoption that that needs to be changed because unfortunately most people in our culture do like you greg they have some kind of deep perceptions that adoption is not a good thing at least not a good thing from the perspective of the birth mother and that's partly because of the language
2: right there the language is you know you gave up your child for adoption um, and you gave
0: your baby away right you
2: gave your baby away and it's and it's not a giving away it's a i don't even know what the how would you say i
0: an adoption plan. It's an
2: adoption plan. Right. It's, it's your. It's planning. an intentional plan, right? You you are intending to do the best you can for your child, and uh, to say that you gave it away, or gave him or her away, or gave uh, your child up. I mean, it, it immediately, it's it's like you're you're you don't care. Mm-hmm. You're you're just giving it up. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, even placing, you know, I think does a, a disservice in that it's almost dehumanizing because, you know, I can place a dish on a, on a countertop. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Placing is more of a a term from, from social service or a a client oriented process of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know whether you, anyone ever mentioned to you, but it's amazing that term give up for adoption comes from the real old days of adoption Mm -hmm. when they used to send trains of, of homeless children from big cities out West or into the Midwest, where farmers were looking for farmhands, and they would place those children up on railroad platforms, and people would come and select the children that they were willing to take into their homes to help on the farm. It, it really has a, a quite negative a history, even. Mm-hmm to put up for adoption they were put up on these platforms so we need to get away from that idea of of adoption as being some how a mechanical process or a a social service process of placing or putting up or whatever and it's it's really a loving decision making a plan for right. your child
2: and when you say it is making a plan it's a proactive approach sure it's you're taking part in it you know giving up is a sort of a finite this is one, like ripping off a Band-Aid, it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you make a plan, well, then now it requires thought. Um, you're a part of it. You get to see it come to fruition. You know, And I think that that's, that's one of the things about it that's, that's really important is to change in language. And, and changing language isn't going to be fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that takes time. And it, and it starts at home. Mm-hmm. And you know, we are very cognizant of the way that we speak at home. And therefore, our children will know. You know the certain terms that they need, and then they'll pass those on to their children or to their friends, and mm-hmm. and so it, it and your can, extended family, I'm right. sure, and it can grow exponentially, and yeah. and uh, and it and it spreads, and that's <laughs> that's all you can do. You know, I mean, and and just do the best you can to to get those terms to go away.
1: Yeah. That's that's beautiful. And, you know, sometimes we tend to think, oh, we need a media campaign to change adoption terminology. Well, that would be great if we had one, but we can do this, you know, person by person and step by step. And you're doing such a beautiful job in your family. Well, let me, I know that we haven't had a chance to talk about all the God things in this whole story, even though God is orchestrated from the beginning, as we've described, Um Tell us about some of the other God things. You mentioned that Gianna was born on your wedding anniversary yes. and also on the Feast of St. Gianna. Is that correct?
0: She actually on Our Lady of the Rosary.
1: Oh, on Our Lady of the Rosary. Well, yes. Yeah. How did you How did you arrive at the name Gianna? That was not her, her given name when you adopted her.
0: Right. It was not. So we had had this name all along. Uh, if we had a third girl. It would be Elizabeth Ann for sure. That's what it was going to be. And, you know, I kept looking at her and I was like, oh, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. And one day (laughs) it was um, St. Gianna's Feast Day and I'd gotten some type of social media notification about St. Gianna. And I read her story and I was like, Gianna, and how can we honor our Mother Mary? Gianna Marie. And so I texted Greg during the day and I was like, Gianna Marie. And he was, he wrote back, yes, in all caps, exclamation points. And I was like okay, Lord. (laughs) Yes, that's her name, Gianna Marie. And um, it fit immediately, immediately.
1: Yeah. And she's such a devout little girl. Obviously, she's growing up in a beautiful spiritual family. Tell us uh, how how she describes her mothers.
0: So I received a text from her preschool teacher, and it was the sweetest thing in the middle of the day. And she said, Gianna at preschool had stood up and said, I have three mothers. And she said, you do? And Gianna (laughs) said, yes, I have my mom. I have Megan. And I have my Mama Mary. And it was just so sweet. It just um, really touched my heart. Like she really knows, you know, that we're all here, all three of us, supporting her and encouraging her and loving her. Um, So profound for a four-year-old. Absolutely. And... She didn't have to learn it in a theological
1: way. She experiences that, which is absolutely beautiful. Well, I think you have one of the most beautiful adoption stories that I have ever heard. And uh, I'm just so excited that you've been able to share it with us. Um, And and I have such a heart for birth mothers as well. Our two children, who are now 42 and 40, are uh, adopted. And uh, I pray for their birth mother's. As well, all the time. So um, it, it's it is a beautiful, loving choice that these moms have made, and uh, to know that I hope there are birth mothers listening who can feel affirmed. I hope there are women listening and young girls listening who may have a different attitude because of your story about the beautiful choice of adoption. So I want to thank you again for being with us, Stacy and Greg. Thank you so much.
0: You're most welcome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate opportunity to talk about adoption and about our daughter and about her birth mom and the choice that she made.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And for all of you listening, you are listening to the Family Sanctuary. And I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with archives at stgabrielradio.com. You can actually uh, take this, take this story and send it out uh, by looking in our archives. A beautiful story. And our, our program, Family Sanctuary is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends.
0: Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com.